Welcome to Making Enemies, the podcast where our only wish is to not have seen the movie we're talking about with uh, this week. With me, as always, are Russ, hi, and Dave. Hey, uh, hey guys, uh, Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy, happy New, Year's. New Year! Oh man, uh, we are recording this on New Year's Day, um, in the middle of the day. A little unusual for us. Hopefully, uh, everybody, you know, was. Responsible last night and didn't. On New Year's Day, (laughs) (laughs) I think Russ is just. This is just a continuation from last night. He's already pounding away. Oh my goodness! You can't be hungover if you don't stop drinking. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Holdover, not a hungover. (laughs) Exactly. Never stopped. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a a little something we'll have to work on with our schedule. Is that we record these a couple weeks in advance, as it turns out. So. When, by the time you hear this, it will be a little bit later in January, most likely, um, based on what we've got sort of in the tank ready to go. Um, last week, we talked about the movie Ava, which is on Netflix. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode, go back, listen to that, watch the movie, then listen to our episode again. We need at least two streams per episode per person because got to get those stats up. Yeah, My opinion of that movie has increased. No, it hasn't. By comparison. Like it's, oh, oh. It's like... It's not wasn't as bad yeah, as Wonder it wasn't, Woman. Wasn't as bad. <laughs> uh, and the other time-related item I wanted to mention was that if by the time you're listening to this, we should probably have an Instagram up. So make sure to like us there. Uh, throw us a little five-star review on iTunes if you're listening on iTunes. Follow it, like podcast, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Um, we're gonna get those numbers up, baby. Uh, you know, send telegrams, get a tattoo of the logo or our faces, um, whatever it takes, really. On your butt cheeks, hopefully. Get a tattoo of my butt cheeks on your <laughs> butt cheeks. <laughs> they have to know what they look like, though. <laughs> it's an audio medium, so we'll see how well, that goes. That's what the Instagram is going to be for. <laughs> Chris's butt cheeks. <laughs> get ready, internet. It's coming. So we've talked. Uh, we've hinted at it a little bit. Let's get right into our topic of the week this week. Uh, we are talking about Wonder Woman 1984. That movie came out on uh, Christmas Day. Um, I think the three of us watched it the day after. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. I believe I did too, yeah. Yeah, based on our um, feverish texting <laughs> in the, on Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Uh, so we'll be sort of diving into that movie here. Um, have a feeling you've already gotten a sense of how we feel about that uh, movie. But let me just set it up a little bit. Um, the cast is Gal Gadot is back as Wonder Woman. Pedro Pascal is in it from, you might remember him from Game of Thrones. He was the serp, serpent? Snake. The viper. Viper, right. Yeah. I don't remember him, obviously. Uh, Kristen Wiig of several movies and Saturday Night Live. Chris Pine, one of the many Chris's in Hollywood. Uh, an ugly version of Chris Pine is also in this. And, <laughs> and that's and that's kind of it. Um, what were your overall impressions? It was a weak-ass flick. An absolute, like, dumpster fire of a movie. <laughs> like, I, it's, like, when you, in preparation for this podcast, I was like, all right, I'm not rewatching it. 
if in some instances I would. I mean, that's be an unbearable exercise. <laughs> but trying to like, okay, what is the what was the plot? What was I? I don't think I've seen a movie with so many crappy or uh, plot holes, bad segues. Like, how did they get here? Like, it's just everything fell apart almost immediately. <laughs> it was nonsensical. So it's, I mean, sure. All right. Like the plot, right? So it's basically this, this, the wishing stone, the monkey's paw is kind of like the premise of the entire thing, right? Right. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. And Wonder Woman learns to fly, right? Yeah. Oh, that, well, okay. Christ. We'll get there. Russ, what, was, what were your thoughts? I mean, it, so they did a pretty good job of not, revealing what the actual plot was and maybe that was on purpose like in the trailers and things like that oh yeah because it's so nonsensically dumb i mean <laughs> a wishing stone like why didn't they just have a genie bottle and have her like rub it and then <laughs> it <laughs> and right the ghost of robin williams comes out well that's what i wrote i wrote they should have just had her rub like a, a lamp and then like his corpse comes out and grants wishes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> when i first when i found out that that's the direction they're gonna go with this plot i was i was like this is really what the plot's gonna be yeah they grant people's wishes and then well surprisingly they don't go well right yeah of course something that happens i mean it's how many times has that been used it's sort of echoing what we talked about last time with ava in terms of like (laughs) plot devices like these are just the same plot devices over and over you just keep seeing the same ideas well david would haven't there's always been this uh theory in like literature specifically where like there are no new ideas yeah they're not it's just variations and derivatives of the same thing yeah but even if they stayed true like with what you just described of this is a wishing stone and it has very specific rules this movie broke those rules of this wishing stone numerous times throughout the movie. Yep. I felt like they, they just got so far down making this movie and like painted themselves in a corner. Like, how do we get out? Like, I don't know. It's a movie. We just get out and like, they just ignore, you know, previous plots and just move the whole story forward somehow. It's just, it was a disaster. Right. I'm a guy, but there's, even for me, there's only a certain amount of, being blinded by a pretty girl that I can stand for a move for a two hour movie. <laughs> oh no, I mean, no, no, no. Two and a half hours. Two and a half oh. this movie is. How many settings did it take you, Chris? Ten? Watch it straight through. Watch <laughs> it straight through. I know. Yeah, I know. There was a, a moment. There were one or two moments where I was like, maybe I need to walk away from this and come back tomorrow. And I was like, no. Yeah, I got nothing to do. I know that the other guys are watching it. Like, let me just get through it because if I if I break it up, I probably won't come back to it. <laughs> you had to though. We ha- we had to watch it. That's yeah for you for you <laughs> the people <laughs> the people. <laughs> um, let me let me see if I can just to get this out of the way summarize what I think the plot of the movie was. Okay, which is that. Uh, we've gone from 1918, which is, I think, when the first one took place, right? It's now 1984. The last time we saw Wonder Woman was, was 60, 70 years ago, whatever it is. Uh, she's been living her life, apparently, like, doing general good deeds, like 
stopping robberies at malls. Seems like beneath her in terms of powers, but whatever, let's go with it. Uh, oh, apparently God. nobody also knows who she is, even though I think I heard that she kind of won World War One for the <laughs> Allies. <laughs> yeah, and she and she wears a red, white, and blue outfit with the tiara and f- jumps around. And no mask, so... <laughs> like, and she's drop-dead gorgeous. So no one would remember that either. I mean, they didn't have the internet. Maybe <laughs> photos didn't get around. It was black and white, newspaper, whatever. Okay, so whatever. She's now, it's 84. She has a job, a, a career, a salary, I guess, at the Smithsonian. And she meets Kristen Wake's character, who is a gemologist. So that helps set up the plot device of this monkey's paw wish granting stone <laughs> the dream stone which which was yeah, which was how just they get it is at, great which was just at some mall in the back storage room of like <laughs> and they didn't have one or two like black market items they had about 10,000 it was like the raiders of the lost ark <laughs> warehouse back there yeah. <laughs> let's set it up in this mall <laughs> and put every valuable item on the planet in this mall in, in the hot topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's right next to Forever 21. Like Holy Grail is there. The Holy Grail. <laughs> Ears pierced, Holy Grail, and Sears. I got to get out. Yeah. <laughs> you, meet all, you can meet all your needs at that mall. You get the Holy Grail, you know, like an Auntie Annie pretzel. <laughs> yeah, a greasy-ass pretzel. <laughs> oh, my God. Stupid. Okay, 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 okay. So, so the the stone is being moved black market wise out of some jewelry store that Max Lord, who's Pedro Pascal's character, he wants this. I don't think it's ever established why or how he knows about how it, he but, how he knows about it. Yeah, right. He just knows he wants this thing. Well, they went into that. He's been tra- he's been tracking it over time, trying to find it. But why? Just I guess, because I guess he knows what it can do or something. Like it has a history. I think he, he must have read about it on poopoodoodoo.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's no, that's where everyone goes for their news. Oh, the internet didn't exist. No, yet. Sorry, no, it's nineteen. Maybe it was a newsletter. Poopoodoodoo.com yeah, was... newsletter. <laughs> Mail air with the zine out of their trunk. Just of take car. the dot com off and there's a fanzine. So, <laughs> so long story short, we find out that the Stone Grants wishes. And everybody, of course, gets their hands on it at one point or another. Uh, Diana, uh, Wonder Woman, wishes for Chris Pine, who died in the first movie, to come back. So he does, of course. We'll get into that, I'm sure. Kristen Wiig, who's a huge loser nerd, she's like, I want to be like Diana, super strong and sexy and confident. So she gets all, you know, people start to like her and whatever. And then Max Lord, his wish is to be the stone? Yep. What, like... He's like, I want to be the stone. Like, that was the thing he said out loud. Not like, I want the power to grant wishes. I want the power to control the universe. Like, it was so oddly specific to me that, I, I don't know. It, I thought that was very strange. And frankly, that's it, right? He accumulates all of this power when he wishes to become the stone. He can grant people's wishes that end up benefiting him. But it's it seems so well removed. I, we're already getting into everything that's wrong about this stone, right? So the stone is, it grants you a wish, but it takes away, supposed to take away the most meaningful thing for you, right? Right. Right. So, but when he then wishes to become the stone, apparently that changes. So now he gets to dictate what he gets to take away from people, supposed 
Yeah. But but is it that or he would make people wish for things that benefited him? Well, he would. Well, so first, they had to make t- a wish, though, of their own choosing. Yeah. They had to say it out loud, except Diana. She doesn't have to say it out loud. Right. Because I, I honestly, I missed the part where she wished for him. I was like, why did Chris, why is he back? And my wife was like, yeah, she wa- She wished she was holding the stone. I was like, I absolutely missed that whole moment. <laughs> yeah, they could have done that. Better. Like the main thing in the movie, I missed it. Yeah. But I don't want him to come back as himself, though. I want to murder this other guy <laughs> and have him come back as him. This, this stone can make <laughs> nukes appear, b- walls yeah, come can, out of the ground. It's omnipotent. Uh, it can stone. change anything, but it can't really bring Chris back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is what beyond it's it can split atoms and create nukes but it can't bring like one dude back right. in his own body he has to first slay another guy <laughs> murder him bring him back yeah his soul like gets absorbed by this other guy's body who i assume to anyone outside of wonder woman sees not Chris Pine sees this other right. guy yeah. walking around, but she only sees him, and it's definitely in, his and to be, consciousness. And, and in the credits, his character name is Handsome Man. <laughs> Debatable, <laughs> but okay. That's literally like if you if you pull it up on IMDb, like so, this guy uh, Christoph Paloa, and his character name is Handsome Man. <laughs> not Chris Pine. This character, okay. it's, they should have just called the character that. <laughs> so that's it. Pl- plot wise, that's it. And now we've already gotten into the part where it's impossible to describe the things that go on in this movie because they're all over the place and we don't know where to begin, I think. Right? Like, where should we start? Should we start with I, just start in the beginning, right? I mean, like, there's no way of of like we're gonna be jumping around on no matter what here. True. Right. So it starts off at the beginning of this whole movie. It's Diana when she's six or seven years old doing some sort of like American Gladiator, Circus Dolay. Yeah. American Ninja Warrior. Yeah. Ninja yeah. Warrior. The Mysteria, the Mysteria Ninja Warrior? The Mysteria Ninja Warrior. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, I, I guess the whole sole purpose of this, which actually, which trying to, like, I have my list of good and bad on a piece of paper here, and I literally wow. have nothing on the good side. <laughs> Not one I thing? Just, well, Zimmer. I just. Hans Zimmer, baby. Think, oh, yeah, that's true. The music. <laughs> I have comments about the music. We'll get to the music. So anyway, so she takes part of this gladiator event and she gets knocked off her horse, finds the shortcut, kind of fast forwards to the end, almost wins, gets stopped by her mom or whoever to Princess Buttercup. So you can't Princess Buttercup. Right. Where, you know, you you can't cheat, you know. So like that it's that's that apparently this whole entire thing, like this is his moral lesson. You know, you can't win by cheating. Right. And I kept trying to think of, all right, so this is going to then like be the main thing she has to battle. Right. Fast forward. And I had a really hard time figuring out, I mean, maybe, maybe it was when she wanted Chris back and like she was cheating life. Destiny? Yeah. I I don't know. But I absolutely agree with you that the lesson that she was supposed to have learned in that first segment did not, it didn't feel like it carried through the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, like it was like no shortcuts or like no, yeah, no cheating or no taking, you have to do things like the way things are meant to be done, which 
And for Diana in this movie, her arc was like, oh, I have to be okay with not having this person in my life, which those are two completely separate concepts to me. Like, I think it was an incredible stretch to tie those two things together. Yeah, totally. I I just think that they only had that part because they must have had, you know, Princess Buttercup on a two movie contract. So they had to find a way to <laughs> like bring it her sounds like back this is, into the- that scene's the one that people enjoy from the movie, though. I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought that part was fun. Oh, yeah. It started yeah, off. It was fun. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. You see, it's obviously she's supposed to be like the precocious, like super powered Amazonian. Like their Amazonians yeah. are awesome, but she's even like more amazing. Right. And then it also introduces that golden armor thing. At the- yeah, I didn't. I, I rewatched that one part of the movie and that's, that's, that is where they have like the statue of the woman. And she's like, she didn't cut corners to get which. She didn't get cut. She didn't get cut corners to get murdered by all those Vikings, Romans. <laughs> I don't know. Who <laughs> and neither should you, Diana. Mm, oh I want to go. <laughs> God, <laughs> that's a good impersonation. So then, then it right if if then it goes to the mall scene, right? Where not only it's looks like is you know it's 1984 but also looks like it's filmed in 1984 <laughs> like it was did you were you dizzy after watching that the camera for me it just kept moving the entire time no matter what the shot was i felt like we, the camera was just always moving i thought the score in this moment was really like janky and kind of like over the top i don't think the music fit what was, what was going on i'm pretty sure the mall was the one that they used for stranger things like it looked probably very familiar to me <laughs> That whole scene was so lame. I hated it. Oh, God. Like, when, they, when these fight scenes turn into like little comedy oh. acts and like, like Three Stooges bullshit. Like I just. Ugh, they should have made so it G-rated because this is basically made for like eight-year-olds. Yeah. That, that's how I view the movie. It, it's like made, made mostly for kids almost to me. It was like Jar Jar Binks level. <laughs> yeah. Dumb. The part where she <laughs> winks at the kid. I was like, oh, my God, please stop. <laughs> I can't. I think you're right, though. I think it's worth trying to have some perspective, like a tiny bit. Like, this is not for us, really. Totally not. <laughs> this was. This came out. I think it was supposed to come out over the summer, right? Or was it always scheduled for Christmas Day release? I think it was summer. I think it was the summer. So it's a it's a big summer blockbuster, right? For big tent, and then they're like, "All right, we'll save it for Christmas." Who's watching it on Christmas? But like families. So like this is this is a kid's movie and it has to be fun and it almost doesn't matter if the story doesn't make that much sense. If you can, if a, if a kid can kind of track like, Oh, that's the bad guy and that's the good guy. And this was, scene was fun. And at the end, a uh, good guy wins. Like that's all you maybe need. It would be cool if Superman or Batman threw one of their villains, like they saved someone and threw him into like a giant teddy bear. Like wonder woman did. <laughs> Listen, in wonder woman one, <laughs> say what you want about it. That some of those fight scenes on the battlefield and saving the village and jumping through walls and just honestly, some really awesome action scenes to be replaced by slapstick swinging around this mall. A lot of lasso you know, in this movie. A lot, lot of, of lasso. lasso. Yeah. That was one of my beefs with this movie is that in the first movie, they make a big deal about her getting this God killer sword. You know, it's like, made by gods to kill gods. And then later on in 1984, she's like, yeah, I'm not going to use that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I left it at my mom's. 
<laughs> it's too heavy. I don't feel like carrying it around everywhere. Yeah. Damn it. I just leave it with this enormous, huge golden armor thing I have in the corner of my apartment. Yeah, in the closet of my apartment, wrapped up in a, in a burlap sack. Like lazily wrapped in newspaper. <laughs> so I think the mall, I think the mall part, I, I want to talk about this a little bit. And yeah. I think it allows us to talk a little bit about the music in general. But like the mall scene is like, guess what? This is the 80s. Like here are all of the touchstone mall stores and like fashions and stuff. I'm not sure that they used any music from the decade of the 80s in this movie. And I think one of the def- one of the most important parts of like 80s culture is like the music. Of course. Some was really corny. Some was incredibly good. Warner Brothers doesn't want to pay apparently because that would... It's it's a no brainer. You're right. To use those songs in this movie would have been no brainer. I mean, why set it in 1984 then? Exactly. <laughs> so you can have wearing like fanny packs. I mean, fanny packs. You can still wear fanny packs. They're back, baby. They're back. Yeah. I don't get that either. But you can't just have fanny packs. Like use the music is what I think of when I think of the 80s. And and you know what you know what else came out in 1984. That they could have used when she was learning to fly, ride the lightning. Oh yeah, talking <laughs> about eighties music. Fuck yeah, a little metallic. Little yeah. old Metallica soundtrack would have been incredible. You don't hear a lot of ride the lightning in films. I, I just, I just felt like that was such a huge miss when you when you put the year that is supposed to be in. Like, guess what? The time matters. They should like be beating you over the head with eighties stuff. This could have taken place in like any time. Yes, 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 yes. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, by the way, she actually did ride the lightning. So they should have fucking put that yeah, in that they, scene. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't think it, not in the way that James Heffield meant it, but. Strap to the electric chair. Do you guys want to talk about the the score a little bit? Like, I know, I think you guys are more into Hans Zimmer than I am, although I. I like his music in movies too. Like, yeah, I think you're right about that. I really didn't. I wasn't going nuts over, except for the the uh, Themyscira American Ninja Warrior part. I thought that was the music during that part. I liked a lot. Mm -hmm. It was more like dramatic, like because come on, think about it. There's nothing actually dramatic or like interesting that happens in the rest of the movie. So what is he gonna score? Her sitting in a corner at the end, telling him. Because after, after the mall scene, there's not another fight scene for an, an over an hour. An hour, probably. The White yeah. House one or the Middle East one. I can't remember which was first. I think the car chase. Ooh. Car chase. Was first, right? And is, that the, is that the only time that they use the, the Wonder Woman theme? I think so. From the first movie? That's when I noticed it. Yeah. It was I, like don't, in that I scene. don't think they used it any other time than that. Which, why? Yeah. I remember the first time I heard that that like drop that music drop in uh, Dawn of Justice at least right she's in yeah Batman yep. versus Superman like when she shows up and that music plays like it is maybe the best part of that whole movie yeah and to not lean into that song and her like her own theme like I thought yeah was, uh, it's an iconic theme it's a really cool theme too you yeah. know yeah I remember like the part where she like blocks Doomsday's like nuclear belch or whatever. <laughs> I think they played then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he shoots something out, but you never 
he doesn't like shoot out of his hand or eyes or anything, does he? Maybe he does. Either like bent over and blasted him or I don't know. God. But yeah, it's a great, that is a great point. Yeah. There's what are you going to do though? I mean, if you look at Hans Zimmer's movies, you're going to find like a bunch of like shit movies that he scored that you may or may not have seen. So, right. And we're so biased towards like Christopher Nolan movies that the interstellar soundtrack and the inception soundtrack and the Batman movies are like, I mean, we watch those and so many times that the music really is important and really. Well, he needs out. he needs inspirado, obviously. <laughs> He's not going to get it from like her being like, "Hey, little girl, wink, wink." I keep going, Dave. Take us through it. What's next? What happened next? All right. Well, right. So, coming honestly, this is where I, I don't fell, even know. Fell asleep. I don't even know. Like, yeah, so it builds the whole thing about her working at the museum and this, 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 this stash from the artifacts that they are now having to help identify and understand. Mm-hmm. All the other random characters are introduced, Kristen Wiig. Um, and so they mentioned this stone and how and she reads the Latin on it or whatever. And the idea is like it grants a wish. So then she, in her mind, wishes for Chris Pratt to come back to life. It's Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pratt. One of the Chris's. <laughs> I, actually, I wished for the wrong one. <laughs> She's like, why am I here? Who are you? Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy shows up. Yeah. He's like, this is the year I was born. Cool. Dude. Exactly. Ugh. I listened to the shitty music on my mom's mixtape already. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't get the rights, Chris. Yeah. So... And so it leads me to the point where, you know, she's at the gala or whatever, right? And so- Well, the museum throws a gala for yeah, no reason Max at all. Lord, right? Or is it about the- He makes a big donation or something. He basically make Doesn't he make the donation to them specifically, like the, the apartment of Bar- oh. Minerva and- Archaeology or something? Yeah. Whatever it is. Maybe. Yeah. Just so he could lure her back to her office with, with some, like, ridiculous premise. Let's go somewhere <laughs> quiet. How about- uh, your office? <laughs> <laughs> How did you Okay, so we're talking about we're talking about Pedro Pascal's character a little bit. How did you guys feel about him in this role, especially having mostly experienced him through Game of Thrones and I suppose Mandalorian to some degree, right? And he was on um wasn't he on um what's it called? That Netflix show about uh, the drug dealing. Narcos? Oh yeah, Narcos. Yeah. Yeah. He's been in a lot of shit lately. I, I um, but yeah, he was in that. He was good in that. Um, as far as this movie, I, I don't know. It felt like a mismatch. He's like a Gordon Gecko type character. Greed is good. Like that's the villainous aspect of him. Did you? Um, yeah, yeah. He he hosts the I don't know the Apprentice at some point during the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was pretty blatant. I felt like yeah, the, uh, comparisons to our outgoing president. I, you know, I like him as an actor. I don't know. Um, Alistair! It, it, like, yeah. Just the, how the, the plot and this, the script writing is so bad. He did the best he could. Yeah. Right. That's kind of my point, I he, guess. He went as hard as he possibly could. Like, he's at a yeah. 15 out of 10 for the vast majority of this movie, which yeah. maybe this kind of movie, like, needed that. Like, 
needed something. Yeah. It did. It, did. it needed something it didn't have, too, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, I, that's the thing about Wonder Woman actually is like a pretty badass superhero. Um, like, if you've seen any of the animated DC movies, she has, she like she kicks ass. I mean, and in this, she's like, uh, just not doing anything, basically. She's lassoing him at the end and then laying down in a corner and just being like, don't do it. You can do better, just like Chris Pine did with his outfits earlier in this movie. <laughs> so we talk about the seat, like where this handsome guy turns in. <laughs> so like that whole scene, right, where basically every guy in this entire place old, young, married, whatever, is like turning heads and looking at her, right? And so then she stops. I forget the line that he says, but he says a line that from Wonder Woman 1 that she's like, how do you know, you know, makes her stop and pause and see. And then you see one scene, it's this guy, and then all of a sudden it turns into Chris Pine. And (laughs) it's supposed to be like this big emotional Yeah like re-embrace. And I, and my only thought is, is like, now I know what a psychopath feels like because I feel nothing. <laughs> like there was just- <laughs> You are a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt, I was like, whatever. Like, you know, you knew it was coming. Uh, no emotional connection to this no, moment. No, Well, it's like when they reveal all that shit in the trailer, like, like what are you going to feel when you eventually see it? And you're like, yeah, right. okay, next. What are we doing you're next? Like, all right, exactly. It's like, remember when- uh. I always laugh at, um, I think one of these YouTube channels did like a whole series of like movies that have revealed their entire plot in the trailer. <laughs> and it, I, my favorite one I always think of is the one with Gandalf, <laughs> Gandalf the White. He's like, I come back to you now at the turn <laughs> of the tide or whatever. And you're like, it's supposed to be like a huge reveal that he's back. It's like the dies main at line the first, in the yeah. Two Towers trailer. Yeah. So that, that might be why you didn't feel anything. Or you're a psychopath. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned actually Lord of the Rings real quick because there was the end of that mall scene reminding me of that of the Hobbit movie scene. Not quite as ridiculous, obviously, where with like all of the bad guys like just fall, <laughs> fall from the sky. 5,000 feet and, down and, to the bottom. You know, and just land on top of the car, you know, and get up and oh, like, yeah. get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> They're all survive. No, I guess a, a giant ogre didn't land on them, but yeah, still. For comic relief. Oh. <laughs> anyway, Chris liked that part. That's why he's not saying anything. I, I'm not even sure I remember the part you're talking about. <laughs> it's like the climax of the mall where she like saves everyone. She rounds them all up. Yeah, she uses her tiara to destroy all the security cameras. They give her a lot of weapons in this. She's got the lasso. She's got. She can fly. She's got the tiara batarang. She's got. Well, she doesn't use the sword. I guess she's got the armor, which she's supposed to get this incredibly important, super strong armor. And then it gets dismantled immediately. Yeah, within <laughs> eight minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Legendary armor. Yeah, it just gets punched to death. Um. Jeez, I don't even know where to go from here. We got as well, far. We got as far as like a car chase scene in Egypt. How did they get? To, should we? T- can we take two seconds to talk about how they oh got to Egypt? Not Chris Pine. Chris Pine. They they break into the Smithsonian, and there happens to be a fully fueled 
uh, <laughs> F-14 Tomcat sitting in the parking lot that Dude. they just hop into. And a guy who hasn't flown an airplane in 70 years is like, I understand jet technology. Let's go. So the they matrix. have, he's, he's like, yeah, he matrixes the information about how to fly. I know how to fly a jet. Also, it's the Smithsonian and it's, it's completely ready to fly all fueled up exactly. also. <laughs> they, he doesn't even check the fuel. He's no, just like, let's go. It's a Cairo, like gone. That's one of the biggest whole loopholes in the, like in the movie, the plot holes. I mean, I mean insane. They, they had to come up with some other way to get him in like a Cessna or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> he gets in a plane at the Smithsonian. It's like a relic. Whatever. Like, I, I, I'm stealing this from another podcast I listened to since uh, that I listened to since this movie came out, and they were like, "There's one moment where they're 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 supposed to have this really nice moment in the plane." Uh, as they're flying over DC out of the country and they're flying like through fireworks because it's apparently 4th of July. I'm not sure that they established that at any point, but here it is nonetheless. And they're flying through and he's like looking around. He's like, what are these? What's happening? Didn't they have fireworks in 1918? Aren't they, aren't oh. fireworks ancient? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's just discovering fireworks. <laughs> they should give him a piece of paper to him. He's like, what is this new invention? Paper. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he understands uh, how to fly this plane, but not like, I don't know. it just seemed, it was just very silly. It's just another, an- yet another moment of things like not really making sense, but we got to write something. So let's put this in, I guess. I'm sure everyone else loved that scene. Oh, it was so beautiful. Mm, I don't know. I think this movie's <gasps> getting dumped on in general. I feel like we're just one of yeah. many voices sort of dumping exactly. on this movie in the past week. We'd have to, I wonder if it breaks down by gender at all. It's either age or gender. Based on who might who might like it versus who thinks it's a piece of shit. See, my wife loved the first one. Right, she thought this was hot trash. Oh, okay, she hated this. Movie. So, so did my so did my wife. She nice. was like, "This is this is bad. Like, it's it's entertaining. Like, it's amusing, but it's not good by any stretch of the yeah. imagination." It's like, oh, okay, thank God. Well, I mean, my girl loved it, so she's oh. the outlier. Not sure how much she watched. She might have been on her phone the whole time. Maybe she didn't realize <laughs> how bad it was. <laughs> it looked nice. Yeah. Gal Gadot is so pretty. Yep. That's true. That's true. Is the movie good? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> let's, I mean, let's jump a little bit towards the end. Because we have been kind of working our way through the plot a little bit. Right. Calling stuff out. Let's jump to the sort of the very end where Wonder Woman ends up on some island because Max Lord is there trying to communicate with the entire world to get all of their wish energy or something. Kristen Wiig's Cheetah character, she's now got, oh, Kristen Wiig gets a second wish, right? Yeah, yeah, the only one that gets two wishes. <laughs> she gets two wishes. Makes no sense. So she wishes to be Cheetah, who I don't have any comic book bona fides, but apparently is a very important Wonder Woman villain, right? She's like her Joker, basically, in the comics. Like, she's her nemesis. We could have done better. Yeah. There's a fight in the dark, and then Wonder Woman goes inside. And she's swinging <laughs> around on live wires, the cheetah, during that whole part where they're, like, fighting. Yeah. Like, she's swinging around her lasso, and she's using, like, a live wire. But she eventually gets beat by being electrocuted. But, <laughs> <laughs> I like, how much, how much voltage was going through those wires when Wonder Woman jams it into the water? She's like, she should have been fried, right? You would think so. And why yeah. didn't... Why does it only affect 
Minerva and not Wonder Woman. Well, Wonder Woman is she's renounced she had renounced her wish by then, so she got her power back. She's Wonder Woman is basically invincible, right? Like she's effectively super pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And Wonder Woman was the only one whose thing that was being taken away from her, which was her powers, apparently. But just very slowly, conveniently. Ebbing away. Ebbing away. Like she gets it back just in time to like kick a truck over. <laughs> and then two seconds later, it needs a bullet right, wound or something. Right. A scratch on her shoulder. Oh yeah. So Wonder Woman talks Max Lord out of it. She's like, hey man, don't stop. You gotta stop. And he's like, all right, I'll stop. I have a kid. Well, I even want to back up a little about bit. That whole yeah, because this general. whole thing, even just like the premise of okay, I don't even fully understand like what I, I don't even understand what he's trying to accomplish. Like you can start trying to piece it together. Like initially, it was greed. He wants money. Greed turned into like, pa- power, I guess. Right? Power, right? But then his health is going away because that's what's being taken away from him. He changes the rule about how the stone works where now he gets to dictate what he takes away from people. So he's taking away health or whatever. Life from force energy. Life force, right, <laughs> from everybody. So he goes to he goes to the White House, right, where he grants the wish to the president of more nukes right, or whatever, right? And, but it just so happened in the room was this top secret chart meeting where he like stops and asks what, you know, what is that? And it's like, oh, this is some new technology that allows us to beam into all electronic or TV devices on the planet some mysterious way. And they say like, and so he kind of, he, he pokes and prods a little bit more about it. And they're like, oh, it, these, these particle beams like touch that's you know, that was fucking dumb, everything. Man. And then he's and he's like, wait, you're saying that it touches everybody? And he's like, What? Well, it's a figure of speech. Yeah, but the particles said. touch them. Uh the, the guys, he didn't even say yes. He's like, um, it's, I guess. He said it he said it's a figure of speech <laughs> or whatever. He's like, ah, oh, no, I don't ignore that. It touches them. All right. So we're gonna move this plot forward now to where now we're at this part where he's on this island, like broadcasting at I mean, I'm oh God. This is where it's just, it's so absurd. <laughs> it is. All of it. And we are you talking know. about a superhero movie. We just did two full podcasts about that and right. talked about how absurd they are. And even by comparison, this is like ridiculous. All of the plot devices and mechanics. It's totally. Um, First of all, why, when you grant a wish, why does it create like a whirlwind of farts? Yeah, what is that? What is that? <laughs> Max's gas. Like, yeah, it's like I granted a wish. Yeah, so it's a whirlwind that Wonder Woman can't get through. Nor, nor can her last. Except when she does get through it. Except when she does. Except that eventually she gets yeah. it through. And why? That was so dumb. She's like, I'm gonna get him, and it's like boink, and then like right. a second later, it's wrapped around his ankle. <laughs> can he get through? Or can he get through? And that, that blue beam, I guess that's yeah, like what the, it, what is that? So I've heard some people complain about the cheapness of the special effects. And like, that's the worst example. It's, it, it, look, it literally looks like there's somebody like holding a flashlight above Maxwell <laughs> Lord. <laughs> While the farts fly around him. Papers are blowing. It's so stupid. 
And then who is he talking to while he grabs whatever he wants, like the life force from the people? He just like turns around from his podium. He's like, I'll take your life force and I'll take your larger penis and I'll take (laughs) your bank account. And who's he talking to? He can't see these people. The, the seven billion people apparently making wishes. But right how, he can't see them. How does he know I, who to ask the stuff from? Was he talking to the world in that moment or like the camera guys yeah. that were on the islands in like the room with him? Wait, I, I thought he was talking I, to the people in like in the world. Okay. I'll yeah, like it. that okay, was yeah. like that was the particle beam was touching everyone <sighs> where he was granting all of their wishes. The whole thing's ponderous. And there's not and there's not one human being on the planet that would have wished for, I don't know, world peace or something. Absolutely. Like. Direct quote. No. From a yeah. conversation we were having while watching this. We're like, didn't somebody <laughs> wish for world peace? Like, shouldn't that just end the movie 20 minutes in? <laughs> I wonder how many bigger penises he wanted. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, wait, that one's bigger. No, not that one. <laughs> Or just like for the 7 billion people on earth. Like what percentage of them was like, uh, Max? I grant you your bigger penis, but I take away your balls. Hey, you make that trade six out of seven days. Uh, see, if they had something like that in the movie, it would have made it at least a little more interesting. He's just walking around with this like massive bulge in his pants the whole time. Maxwell, what happened? Did you your dick get stung by a bee or what? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so she lassos his foot. Yeah. And has this moment. Very lazy conversation with him about this lazy conversation. She's like, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to everyone else or whatever. Oh, and apparently, yeah, 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 yeah. Like her little lame speech was enough for every single human being on the planet to be like, all right, mm-hmm. I revoke my wish. Like, sorry, grandma, I wish for your cancer to be cured, but. <laughs> yeah, they all have selfish I revoke wishes. it. I take it back. I take it back. Yeah, every single person had a selfish bad wish. It's yeah. like a yeah. weird message to send out there. Guys, I- I'm not done. Hold on. Oh. Oh my god! Oh my god! No. Yeah, okay. Please. Well, no, no, no. So, so then, so then, she gets the entire world to revoke their wish, right? And like you watch, like there's the scenes where you know nukes are impending doom all over the planet. Like the world is in absolute utter chaos, and you see the nukes start vanishing, and people are like, "Look, they're all disappearing!" Right? Usually, like a, a, a lot of these superhero movies where basically there's catastrophic events happening across the planet. There's some plot device where it just, it's forgotten about. It didn't happen or whatever. But in this one, like you don't see any of that. You see people being like revoke their wish. People acknowledging things going away. So then what? Like it's what fast forward to today. It's like, remember that really weird day in 1984? (laughs) We're like, it was like, I don't know, it was like August 2nd or something. It was like crazy, right? You remember that? <laughs> I had a really big penis that day. The next day I didn't like it. <laughs> Excellent, Lord. 
cook my there penis. Was, there was some guy, yeah, he was like, and then I had it back TV. the next day. Ghostbusters so came out. I don't know, it was wild. Ride the lightning came out that day, and also nukes were in the sky and then disappeared <laughs> <laughs> right before they hit our town. I think the guy that got hosed the most in this whole movie was the, the handsome guy character where you see where you see well, first her, of all he's, he's done back. shit. No, he's he's back at the end and they have this moment. Yeah. And he doesn't realize. He doesn't re- he's he he sees her. He doesn't know that he banged Galvado. Right. No clue. <laughs> yeah, but he could have. That's why I say he's the dumbest guy ever. She's like you look really nice. And he's like, oh, yeah? Thanks. Thanks. And then he's like, see ya. <laughs> the hottest girl ever says something to me like that. Like, not just hello. Like, oh, you look really nice. You don't just leave. <laughs> Maybe he's married. <laughs> what if he's married? Handsome guy. Is he married? You know how we got hosed? They didn't even give him a fucking name. <laughs> like, hey, what happened to Jeremy? Well, never happened. He hasn't showed up for work in a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. His life is ruined now because of her. He got fired from his job. He's he he's, got evicted. The, FBI, the FBI is looking for him because he stole a plane. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the next yes, movie is locked jail. up. That would have been. That would have made the movie. If like a black, a black truck pulls up, five agents jump out. Like a hood over his head, throw him in the back of a truck. <laughs> oh, and Galvin was like, "See you later." Yeah, as soon as she, he's like, "Everything, the world is just such a beautiful place." She's like, "Yes, it is." And then he walks away and immediately gets arrested. You see him like <laughs> thrown in the back of a so good. police van, paddy wagon. Oh my, oh my god. god! And then you know the whole yeah. I mean, you had mentioned. Getting to that island instantaneously. Also, getting to when they were trying to figure out the clues of this rock, and they're like, "Oh, I know a guy. He's out in California," and they just magically show up there. Like in the next scene, I don't even remember that scene happening. I forgot. I don't remember the. I don't know the actor's name, but they were like, he basically gives this backstory to the stone and how it, like, you know demolish a civilization or right. whatever. Um, but anyway, the end of the movie where Maxwell is realizes he, he's like, Oh, I have a son. <laughs> like I should go. And he, yeah. he a, a son and, that's just in, in the bushes somewhere. Randomly in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> near the white house. Like. <laughs> Alistair, Alistair. The world is ending around him. And this kid is like, Dad, I'm right here. Come on. Am he was a, he was wandering around a highway. He was in the bushes, right? <laughs> He's like, Dad, you're not a complete disaster. Even though you almost ended the entire world, I still love you. <laughs> so it's about no consequences for Max Lord. He barely got off scot free. He loves his, his he and his kid have a great relationship now. Right. Yeah, they, exactly. They can't, they can't know it's him. He was only on every television screen in the entire world. <laughs> <laughs> so Wonder Woman also learns to fly oh. right? as, she, as she's lassoing lightning bolts and airplanes and whatever. And then by Batman versus Superman, she forgets how to fly. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. 
She's in how many other movies? In Justice League, Batman vs Superman, and she can't. Fl- she never flies in any of them. So they're gonna have to retcon the shit out of that somehow. Maybe the Zack Snyder cut will have her flying around. <laughs> yeah, like it's the same thing. Like like what you said before about you know in. Batman versus Superman or Justice League, someone would have been like, hey, were you involved at all? Like, that thing happened in D.C. I think you were in D.C. around that time. Like, do you remember when the world went crazy? Like, like they're going to have to, like, no one's mentioned this happening in the movies in the same, like, universe, right? So there's just, like, no continuity whatsoever. And which has always been the problem with these D.C. films. I mean, you know, like, even if they make a good one, it has no continuity with any of the other films. I did want to ask about that and and see what your guys' thoughts were on, like, how does this even tie into the other movies that are happening? Is there now also like we've talked about the Batman coming out in I think 2022. Exactly. Pushback, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like that's not the Ben Affleck Batman of Justice League Batman, right? Nope. Like that's a different. So is there another Justice League movie scheduled? And will Wonder Woman be in that and flying? It just seems compl- like a complete mess. And, yeah, totally. And we're a little spoiled, right? Like Marvel did it exactly perfectly right, which is insane. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know. These characters using the same actors, using the same universe generally, I feel like they should be a little bit more connected. But they always get... The problem, I think, with the, with their universe is uh, they always... They'll make one good movie and then they'll make like a movie that gets like destroyed by critics and fans. Like everyone hates it. So then they're like, oh, I guess we're not going to bring those people back. Oh, Suicide Squad? <laughs> Yeah, so then, like, the continuity, the, unless it's Harley Quinn, there's no continuity as far as actors go or continuing storyline. I guarantee you that they eventually were supposed to make, Just League is supposed to eventually go on to them fighting Dooms, um, not Doomsday, Darkseid, who is uh, Steppenwolf's, like, master. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, the big bad of the DC universe. He's, he's like, like Thanos, Thanos right. to DC, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like Superman's like on his level of power and he's like a despot. Like, you know, he's like Thanos, basically. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> he's even like big giant size like him and everything. <laughs> Purple. So weird. Yeah. But we'll, who knows if that'll be made and by who? And when? Like, it's, and is like, it, is Edward from Twilight going to be the Batman that's in that movie or what's going to happen there? No idea. I just, I just wish DC would get their shit together. Like if, if it wasn't for, you know, Christopher Nolan, who basically when he steps in for a project, it's his way or the highway. Like I'm just, I'm assuming here. Right. So whether it's the script, all of it, music, this feels like every other DC movie, just, I know there's a couple in there that are looked favorably. I know Batman or Superman is, is Russ's on one of your top movies. But so many of these just feel so weak and thin. The plot seems stupid. They cast decently. Like I don't have too many issues with with some of the casting. I mean, I think Wonder I think Galgada is like Wonder Woman personified. Like she's perfect for this role. Yeah, I agree. Um, they just deserve better writers. I don't it just needs to be a better story. Apparently Jeff Johns needs to not oh, he be needs involved with all this stuff anymore. Because yeah. he he's been like they're Kevin Feige guy. And he, he was a writer. He's a comics writer and he's a very well-known and respected comics writer, but he, he's kind of like their runner of their studio. And 
I have a feeling they might be backing off of that at this point. It's basically was Jeff Johns and Zack Snyder were running everything for yeah. these movies. And only like a handful have been well-received. I know. I kind of kind of keep saying the same thing after every new DC movie going. They're looking at Marvel. They're seeing Marvel doing it perfectly, you know, amazingly well. Like you just, like, they got to figure it out. And then every new movie comes out and it's like, oh, they didn't figure it out for that one. <laughs> it's like. They're doing standalones. I mean, that yeah. Joker made a lot of money, but it's a, it's a standalone film. You know, it's, it's an, that's yeah. an Academy Award that. winning. That's an Academy Award winning movie. He won Best Actor for playing Joker. Like that's yeah. wild. Um, and, and like the Batman, I think is go. I think it's going to be standalone. And like, from what I from what I gather is, they they want to have this flexibility to kind of do these random things and just tell like this one story or maybe two stories, but it's not connected to any kind of universe. And just like let a director figure it out or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a I wouldn't be surprised approach. if like say that movie's good and it does really well like I could see them being like oh hey Matt Reeves now you now run the you know Warner Media for <laughs> yeah. DC Comics yeah <laughs> and then we'll put out like the Batman 2 and it'll be like really bad and it'll be like alright goodbye <laughs> <laughs> who else we got <laughs> well I think that wraps it up for the uh, verbal beatdown fest for Wonder Woman 84 um you guys have nothing to do uh, two and a half hours to kill go ahead it's free it's on hbo max go it's streaming service everyone has everything just go watch it I, or don't probably maybe don't thoughts don't <laughs> i feel like we glossed over Kristen wig but there's nothing really else to say about it. in short i thought she was great she yeah. did the best she possibly could i thought she was really great um and i think she got better as she got meaner which is an unusual look for Kristen wig but We'll have to take that up some other time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Next episode, we are planning to talk about uh, Tenet. This is a Christopher Nolan love fest group here, so I'm sure it will be a beautiful, positive, happy time where we say nothing but amazing things about that movie. Tune in next week. Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.